Welcome back to another edition of the State of Sports Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nick Ricario. I'm Matt Leong. I'm Vitor Boa. And I'm Chris Corey. And on today's episode, November 30th, uh, we're going to cover be covering the Warriors versus Raps, the Clips and Lakers, the best team in Texas, Houston, San Antonio, or Dallas, uh, potentially the Markel Fultz situation in uh, Philadelphia, and we'll be talking MVP discussions, as well as the NFL, college football playoff, the fallout of the Georgia-Alabama game, and SDSU sports. So let's get it started. It's based, it's been a while, but I mean, happy Thanksgiving for all yeah, of you. Yeah, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Hope everyone had a good holiday. Spent some time with the family. Yeah, definitely. But, dude, let's dive right in. The the Warriors and the Raptors. What a game! I thought I don't know. I just felt like from a, I mean, I'm a Warriors fan, so I was kind of. It lived up stuff. to the hype. It definitely did. KD with 51, Kawhi with 37. Like it just with a clutch shot. The clutch shot. Like both both teams just played abs. I mean. Given them, you know, obviously the Warriors didn't have, you know, Steph, Steph or Draymond, Draymond, but regardless, still a very entertaining game. Yeah, and I think it, uh, not to like get down on my Raptors, but if that's the Warriors without three of their All Stars, or considering Boogie would play at All Star level, that t- that's not even going to be close in a seven game series. Yeah, I mean, you can't also you can't count on KD dropping fifty one every game at the efficiency he's been. Scoring recently. Yeah, he's been, right. playing, he's been playing great. He's definitely after the uh, whole Draymond KD uh, yeah. uh, debacle. I don't even know if it's that. I think I think at the end of the day, KD's just kind of realized that... I think he realized up until this point that really, like, you need everyone mm-hmm. in order to make this team work. Oh, yeah. Especially with the system they mm-hmm. built. So now it's gotten to the point where it's like, okay, what do I have to do to supplement the fact that Dre and Steph are gone until they get back. Mm-hmm. That's so. Draw points, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah. After yeah. losing six of eight games, I think he yeah. took it upon himself to be the lead, become the leader and just take matters into his own hands. I think, like, because when you look at Steph's, the way he involves, because he's a point guard, and not to say that uh, Kevin Durant doesn't involve players, but Steph obviously gets a lot more assists than KD. But mm-hmm. I think when you're looking at how KD has brought this team back from a six and eight mm-hmm. uh, six out of eight losses uh you have to say that he's been leading it mostly by scoring just yeah. in bunches i mean bunches. he's been averaging like seven assists over this recent span like he's he's taking over the team as he needs mm-hmm. to be he's i think he's leading the team in rebounding over the last couple games you have to think without, scoring, Draymond, without Draymond. yeah in assists and obviously the his percentages have been off the charts over 50 percent from the field 40 percent from three 94 almost percent from yeah. the free throw line I think the biggest thing that I noticed, especially watching the Warriors during that little skid, was just looking at the offense. Just when they get into the half court set, they just looked like they look like crap. They it just, they just, it looks like, like okay, swing the ball to Katie. He dribble it for like six, seven seconds. Mm-hmm. Pass it back to Clay. He dribbles for another couple seconds. Back to Katie. Holy crud! We got to get off a shot, and it's just a really yeah. inherent. Put up an and super up contested, shot. and and I, it just looked really, really sad to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, it Especially like, how the Warriors usually play. It looked it looked yeah. like any regular NBA team, but I was like, all right, this is without you know without yeah. Steph and Dre who spread the floor. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more moving parts. Yeah. it'll be a little different when they get. I'm trying there. to think because like I I remember I don't know what exact game, but I remember I was watching some game and it looked like it just hit rock bottom for the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. it for just me, didn't look good at all. I was watching the Warriors Thunder game and they just 
not only did they look bad in, on an offensive end, I think that translated to the defense, and they weren't putting in the effort that they normally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because defense is all about effort. You have to remember that's why uh, Draymond is such a great defender because he get defender because he gives it his all. Yeah. You have to and remember Dennis Schroeder put up like a filthy stat line that game. Yeah, yeah. He, he was knocking like it. Yeah, and Russell Westbrook had his yeah. first triple double of the season with mm-hmm. like eleven points, eleven rebounds, thirteen assists, something that like that. That is true. That is true. But. It just it just seemed just different, and also yeah. it doesn't help that like the Warriors, you know, Damian Jones, he's not a great rebounding center. Mm-hmm. So you're looking to try to where are you getting those boards from? Because Draymond's not there. Mm-hmm. So you're like, all right. And Steph actually is one of the better rebounding point guards in the league. Yeah, that's true. So mm-hmm. not having those two guys, I mean, really just ties back to not having people, not having mm-hmm. bodies there. Mm-hmm. So that's why like Katie has to really step up and crash the boards. Um, but they've been they look better, I think. Honestly, without Steph and Dre, I think the loss to the Raptors, honestly, as much as I was like, kind of like, oh, they lost, but it was probably the most comforting loss mm-hmm. over the last two weeks. Because they looked like they played well. Because they looked good. They looked mm-hmm. better than they have against, than they did against the Thunder, I thought. Mm-hmm. They just can play a half a basketball and just got tired. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, as while, while uh, Steph was out, other like bench players have had to step up. And I think the key, why, why you guys were in the game is uh, Jonas Jarebko. He was knocking down shots. I think because there were some games during the skid where he wasn't knocking down shots and he had to be like relied upon. But now that he was hitting those shots in the game, it, it they look good again. Yeah, they look good. I I, I don't I wouldn't worry. T- I'm not I'm not worried too much about it. Actually, it was, like Chris and I were joking last night. <laughs> like, all right, they're not making the they're playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. They're not, they're not gonna the do they're it. They're done. They're done. This is it. The dynasty's <laughs> over. <laughs> but um, they they look good, and I and I'm I just I think it's. I think if you're a Warrior fan, you say pump the brakes and say take your time, Steph. Take mm-hmm. your time, Draymond mm-hmm. and Boogie. I mean, look, they're still they're still second in in the West, right? I think they're still. Third, I think maybe? they're third they're because third, they're behind. Maybe? They're behind two of my favorite teams, the Clips <laughs> and the Grizz, right now. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're Memphis. Is they're the grindhouse. No, I, d- I told you last, last podcast and and the Nuggets. That's really? Who they're behind. Nuggets. There's Clippers, <clears throat> Nuggets, then Golden State. Okay. So that's who they're behind. So like. Even though they had that big skid, like they're still in third. Little yeah. history, little history fact: two teams that have had history with the Warriors in the play in their um, previous playoff runs. The Warriors, when they beat the Nuggets way back before the dynasty started, yeah, it was oh, yeah, the year then, before. And then, and then the and then the year actually two it was two years two before, years before? And then the year before it was the Clippers who sent them home in a game seven. That's mm-hmm. right. And then and then the and dynasty then the dynasty, then the dynasty yeah. started. But in. too little too little fun facts. But yeah. <laughs> Okay, so enough about enough about your Warriors. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta talk about my Raps. We got a big dub last night. Big dub. <laughs> Honestly, it, it's a big dub. It, 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 it big means dub. a lot, at it least does. for a Kawhi fan, as we're all Kawhi fans, yeah. San Diego State yeah, absolutely. product. Absolutely. Um, this is the first time in full like health, or at least almost full health, that he's faced KD since 2016, mm-hmm. and we all know what happened that game one of the first round. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the first round. It was second. the it was the second round, I think. Yeah, second, second round. round yeah. Second round. Oh man, like the injury up because of Zaza's closeout. But enough about that. It's a new day. Kawhi looked great. Uh, definitely locked him up for a little bit. And the thing is, I noticed is that Kawhi wasn't necessarily guarding him all the time. So I could attribute some of Katie's like points to not, not Kawhi guarding him. Oh yeah. But you have to think that with this win, it, it cements the Raptors easily. As number one in the in the Eastern in, in the Conference, East. yeah. Not not that. just that the Warriors aren't at full strength. It's the fact that Boston's who we hyped up early in the season 
has had has been tumbling. Yeah. Tumbling. One yeah. of the worst offensive teams in the league. Yeah. I don't know how, but they just they they've just collapsed. I think they look exactly like their their problem right now is like too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think right now another team that's running into that problem is Utah. Mm-hmm. Utah's running into a big problem. Too many cooks in the kitchen because. Look if you look at Utah's roster, there's so many guys who can like actually carry them in scoring. Um, that's true. With Donovan Mitchell kind of underperforming this season, that's the key. That's another key. But if you look at and now you look at Boston, Boston straight up just has that problem with too many cooks in the kitchen. You I got mean, you yeah. got five guy, five or six guys you can drop. You have people 30. on the bench that and should be starting. Yeah, yeah. I mean Jalen yeah. Brown's been one of the worst offensive players in the league this season. Yeah, like, which is really odd considering like normally he gets a lot of. High high percentage shots. Transition, yeah. transition yeah. break points. Like wh- when I'm looking at Jalen Brown, um, I think what he should have been is someone. Uh, if you look at the Raptors, Pascal Siakam, who's been playing mm-hmm. out of his mind recently. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. He's on my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like if you look at Pascal's production, it's high efficiency, mm-hmm. like a few boards here, a few steals, yeah, averaging like six, stick, like maybe a assist or two in a block. That's easily what Jalen Brown should be That's averaging, but for whatever reason, he's not. And I think That's what he was doing last year, and he's—I reg- mean, he was progressing every year and developing his uh, three-point shot, his free throw shooting has gone up every year he's been in the league. And then this season, it's down, and there's no real explanation why. There's no well, change in shot mechanic or anything. I know it's—it's—it's it's, it's just I think it's different. You're not—he's not getting the volume looks, mm-hmm. like or. That's the volume ball touches because that's a big deal, especially mm-hmm. when you're yeah. when you go from not having Kyrie and Gordon Hayward for a lot of the season, you get a lot more ball touches. Mm-hmm. You t- you're, you're you're handling the ball a lot more. You mm-hmm. feel more comfortable, mm-hmm. even though he might not take me taking any more or less shots than he was last season. Mm-hmm. It's still a big deal to not yeah. have the ball in your hands. So. Yeah, what I've noticed with the Celtics is that you have to think that there's like a multitude of factors that that uh, add into this tumble that they're having. Uh, I think they're above 500 by a game or so. Barely. Yeah, barely. Barely. So you have to think that they have to reincorporate Gordon Hayward, who doesn't look like he's at 100%, at least in terms of his shooting yeah, form. Yeah. And doesn't look like he's a part of that system. Yeah, not yet. Kyrie, who's been supplementing on, them on offense for most nights. Jason Tatum, who's kind of had a down start, and he's yeah. now been picking it up. Um, but Jalen Brown, I think, is since he hasn't been able to get rhythm ever since the season started, I think that's a big key. And him and Gordon Hayward both need the ball a certain uh, to at least get their rhythm for the season. And to think they're more than 20 games in and they still don't have the rhythm, that's definitely a problem. Yeah, definitely. And I think also you had last year, you had a very like nice serviceable season from Al Horford. And oh, yeah. He's just kind of like... I still think he's Outside there. looking in, it's just more now that you're... I don't know if Boston has fully figured out what kind of offense... Who there? Who gets the last shot? Mm-hmm. I think it's. I mean, it's still probably gonna end up being like Kyrie. I, I yeah. But Kyrie. but I think like but down the stretch in coming into that that those final possessions, it's like they're trying to figure out this concept of feeding the hot hand, and right now, not many people have a hot yeah. hand. Yeah, that's true. And I think I think the biggest change for them in a sense is Tatum became their leader last season with uh, Kyrie and uh, Gordon Hayward out as a rookie, and he's it's the the new role for him taking that step back in okay I'm no longer this number one I think has hurt his confidence a little bit a and little the, bit yeah and I think it's showing in I think that's I think it's spread I think that's I think it's the same thing with Jalen Brown the reduced role has affected their confidence which in turn is affecting their play 
Because that's the only real explanation. There's, they're not dealing with any ex- injuries. They're not dealing. There's no right. changes. I like, mean, now Jalen Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum aren't going to be taking fifteen to mm-hmm. twenty looks a game from between, yeah. or like thir- maybe like more closer to thirty five between the two yeah. of them. It's going to be somewhere closer to like twenty five to twenty looks a game between yeah. two of the, those guys, mm-hmm. and those guys are going to have to accept the fact that they're. I mean, I remember. Except the fact that they be three-point shooters, like for the most part, especially with the way that Kyrie gets to the rim. Mm-hmm. And penetrate kick out. Exactly. And, I, and, and I, I talked about this with some of you guys earlier before the season even started. I said that's what you got to look for with from these guys. Yes, at the precedence that like as much as Jason, we'd love to have Jason Tatum average be the team leader in scoring. Like, mm-hmm. That's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Or Jalen Brown be second in the team in scoring. That's not realistic. That's He's why just, we brought Kyrie here. Exactly. Yeah. So I think... I don't know. It's interesting. I think they that Boston, it benefited. It looked from the outside looking from the outside looking at it benefited their core, their young core, to do so well without them. But now mm-hmm. that they're back, it's like they're like, okay, what do we do now though? Yeah, it's a little bit of like a, a mental shift. You have to think that mm-hmm. the the two guys, the two young the young guys, uh, Tatum and Brown, have to take a step back. And then Kyrie and Gordon both have to take step for, steps forward. Huge steps forward. From Huge where, steps forward. From, from, from their injuries mm-hmm. to go from injured to now, yeah. I'm, this is my team. Yeah. yeah, Kyrie looks like he's back and he looks he looks good. He looks healthy. Yeah, he looks, he looks like Kyrie. He looks like Kyrie. Gordon Hayward, I don't think... I think, obviously, the injury plays a huge role in it. But the change of scenery coming back, you know, for the real... Actually playing for this team for the first time, really, this season is really difficult because you're coming off an injury and into a new system on a new team with different people. Mm-hmm. I think all of that plays a factor in his production and he's like I mean he's been good outside of like scoring. Like he he's averaging still like he's averaging over a steal a game. Like he's getting involved. Boston's still in the top half of the league defensively. That's good. They're not they're not doomed. They just have to figure out the offense. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna do it pretty quick too. Right? That, it'll happen. Yeah. It's, it's a long unless season. they like but like if they keep sliding or not sliding, but like if they yeah. keep this up, like other teams might yeah, sneak in. They they won't get anywhere in the playoffs with this kind of play. Exactly. Right. Oh, but yeah. I do think though the East is front loaded. Yeah. The oh. East is definitely top loaded, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, top loaded and, and the fact that they're the teams who are gonna make the playoffs, the top four are basically solidified. And then it's everyone just, else is kind of just like up for almost a freebie. Right. Yeah. So so it's just a matter of like Boston just they don't even have to freak out. Yeah, I think you push the panic mode button if you are at this point. When the All Star break comes around, yeah, um, you definitely they definitely need to figure it out before that happens. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Do you want to go to the next one? Yeah. Okay, Clips and Lakers, uh, best team in LA. Who you guys have at the moment? Who's playing best? Clippers. 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 Absolutely. Clippers. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a Laker fan too, but I gotta say the Clippers they're playing great. Um, Tobias Harris is having a yeah, really is most good. improved player. Is he top candidate? I don't know if he can know. win most improved. I just don't. I think he's been a very solid player. But he looks like an all-star and this year. Yes, he definitely. He's been a coach's type player. You know, that guy who's always recognized by his peers and coaches. Mm-hmm. As Us as fans are always kind of like, I mean, I, I know for me and Matt, we've been playing fantasy basketball for years. So we keep eyes on people like this. But for the average fan, this is not someone you really know of very well. Yeah. Like, he's not a household name yet. Yeah. He's not a household name, for sure. Like, he was just kind of like a, a name that... Most hardcore basketball fans knew when he was in Orlando. Yeah, and then when he it was in Detroit. When he went, Detroit. well, then he went to Detroit, mm-hmm. and then you're like, all right, well, he's kind of a name, kind of not. And then he was included in the Blake Griffin trade. You're exactly. like, all right, that's a decent return. Like, that's not yeah. the worst thing for Blake. But I mean, again, from the outside looking in, from the average yeah. fan, you're like, who the hell is Tobias Harris? Yeah. Like, I that's. But now looking at the way the Clippers are built now, like, yeah. 
a pretty darn good trade for both yeah. teams, I think. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm really liking good. the Clipper system. You have to think that Tobias, um, I've said this on multiple occasions, is that as Melo, as the real Carmelo Anthony has declined, Tobias has filled that Melo yeah. role. Three, yeah. four body that can shoot the contested two and the three, and he can and contribute on multiple uh, parts yeah. of the game. And I think Tobias gives you more defensively. Yes. A bigger body than yes. Carmelo, so he can play, he can guard bigger players. And just more effort. I mean, that's been Carmelo's yeah. biggest hit, <laughs> yeah. biggest setback over the last. On the defense, we should stop Ten this years. can of worms now before we get into the whole. <laughs> Melo needs to give more effort. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too bad, too bad Max not here. He could have. He could have really, really overall, the Clippers like they're given in that effort. They don't really have yeah. that. Everyone that star. They're just everybody's working well as a team, and they're just. They're just doing really well. Yeah, everyone's a dog. On yeah. Team. If you watch they're a Clippers game, there's not one game where you don't see a, at least one player diving into yeah. the stands trying to save a ball yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. They look good, and I think that last year was weird. I think I thought like they people were sleeping, and I felt mm-hmm. bad because I was like I called them to be pretty good, but then like Danilo Gallinari got hurt, and then a couple other people got hurt, so it was hard to see like any like get yeah. upside in the Clippers. But now I'm like. Yo, Gallinari's healthy. Mm-hmm. Harris is playing at a high level. That's the key, though. Gallinari staying healthy. And yeah. we've always known that, that he's been like a glass cannon. Like, he's been... I won't say he's known for injuries, but he's oh, always I mean, had this, I'll play 40 games and then I'll be out for, like, yeah. half of the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, his days in Denver, I think it was, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... He was filthy. He was... Uh, average, that was a season. I think he was averaging, I think, 27 and he got hurt. Yeah. Like, uh, really early into the season, out for the season. After I think two three weeks, but he was averaging something like 25, 27 points. Like the guy, is, the guy can score. He's one of the best free throw shooters in the league. Yeah, he only misses technical free throws, mm-hmm. which I don't, I don't get why. He's most of his more than half his misses this season have been technical free throw misses. Wow. I think he's missed like six or seven. Most of them have been technicals. Mm-hmm. But like the guy can score, can shoot from, can score from anywhere really. He can score down low like pretty well for a guy who's not the biggest at, pow- at the power forward position. And he's a sniper from outside, always has been. Yeah. And so. I think he found a team that really complements him with that other 3-4. Then the two stars being the 3-4s, I think, is a very big compliment. Yeah. And then Montrezl Harrell has been yeah. amazing. Yeah. He's been <laughs> filthy. I got him on my fantasy team, so I'm pretty happy with that. Um, but I have to give props to the rookie, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I've, see, I've seen like the past, like the two of their last three games, mm-hmm. I've watched them. And the poise he has for a rookie, not like forcing the action, waiting, waiting to get that window, then feeding it to someone like either Montrez or Boban when he's playing. Shouts to Boban though too. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's showing great patience as a rookie. He's long. At, he's I don't say he's super athletic yet, but he can defend. And yeah. I think that's the good thing is that each on each position one through five they have a player that's a better than average defender. Yeah. And on the okay, and that, I guess closing this, the, closing the Clippers like little topic and moving over to the mm-hmm. Lakers. I just, I don't know. I think the Lakers, I think Travis almost hit. I think I don't think I think Travis hit it on the head way back when we talked about. It. I don't think mm-hmm. they're shipping it in, but this is definitely a project year. Yeah, this, this is a, this is a huge project year for the Lakers. I don't mm-hmm. think that they're at a point yet where they're like, all right, mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna cash in all, all of our coins here mm-hmm. and try to and try to yeah. like really try to make a dent in the in the western conference mm-hmm. whereas this year it's more all right let's make sure we got our legs from up from under us yeah, let's like make sure LeBron, we make playoffs get to know the young guys like... let's not overuse lebron mm-hmm. keep him healthy keep him healthy and just 
whoever's playing well, feed the hot hand, and we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. To make the team stronger together, like, work on teamwork, all that, like, it's it's really important. Like, one of the problems that they're having right now, I think, is Brandon Ingram. He's When he's on the floor with LeBron, he's not playing When he's on well. the floor with LeBron, he doesn't play very well. Like, they don't mix very well together. So, if this is a project year, I almost anticipate him getting shipped off. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the free agents list of free agents for next summer, it's unreal. You got guys like KD, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi, all free agents. Clay, Clay's a free Clay's agent. Clay's a free agent yeah, as well. Too. I think did Draymond is that next year. Next year, after? next year. He declined as an yeah. extension. Yeah. Um, but there's just so many guys, and you look at all the one-year contracts that the Lakers have right now in the books, like Lance, Rondo. They're all one-year contracts. I think Michael Beasley also all one-year contracts. So these guys are off the books in the summer. So I think this is just a hey, LeBron, like. Play with some guys you like. Get used to our young core. Like, get to know them. Know how they play. What works. What doesn't. Then we'll add another big, another big name, and we're gonna make a serious run at this. I think yeah. that's yeah. the plan. I mean, uh, yeah, that's definitely the way that 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 it's looking. I think Kuzma is finally starting to like pick mm-hmm. up a little bit. He had a really slow start mm-hmm. to the season. Um, Zo Lonzo Ball, like. I think it was almost impossible for you to, for anyone to expect him to have a better season than he did his rookie year versus mm-hmm. to this year because now LeBron yeah. basically is going to be the primary ball handler. Yeah. So, but I do like the way that do you like what Lonzo is currently offering the team off the ball and not on offense? Oh, yeah. defense! He's been fantastic. Defense has been fantastic. He's been running a lot. Like he's all over the court on defense. And I think that's what's going to make him such a valuable asset to mm-hmm. this Laker team moving mm-hmm. forward. His defense. Is his defense, and he's going to be such a. Yeah, LeBron doesn't play any. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, man. I mean, uh, doesn't play any until the game seven of the finals. Yep. You know, until it comes down to the final say, like, yeah. ten seconds. Yeah, he's exactly. got to make a big yeah. block, block. Yeah. go coast to coast. Yeah, whatever, man. Slam dunk. But I'm not salty about 2016. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, really, I think Lonzo's been a a nice surprise defensively. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the way all the highlights I see of him, like blocking shots off the backboard or just Mm -hmm. pure hustle plays. Lonzo's been surprising. He's been good, yeah. I I mean, you could have expected the, the, the offensive numbers to... To drop maybe yeah. not as much as they did had they have but you expect you almost expected that to happen yeah i think the lakers do have a jam problem though and it does begin like chris said trading brandon ingram i know a lot of lakers fans are not fans of that idea i know chris isn't a fan of that idea right our friend chris is a huge lakers fan huge Lakers fan um but and i'll get your opinion on this in a second too oh yeah oh but i've said it before brandon ingram He's that type of guy who needs that season. He needs to do what James Harden did when you le- when he left OKC and became the star of the team. I think Brandon Ingram needs to go on a team where he's the clear cut number one, and then we'll be able to judge him as, him as a player and his career and figure out is he actually a bust? Is he gonna improve? Is he gonna take it to that step where? This guy was touted as the next KD when he was coming out. He has fl- he shows then, flashes, but he does. that's all we get. Is if all we get is flashes, then that's, yeah, you know. But you're right. I think you're completely valid in saying that he needs to. Do they need to trade him? Should they? If they're if if the if the Wizards want Ingram and a pick for Beal, do you do it? Or uh, probably you need no. more because oh, contracts. You need, you need you need much more than that. You need money because you need to work out the money here. Yeah, but if they want Ingram in a trade. For Beal, do you make do you pull the trigger on that if you're the Lakers? 
Okay. Okay. Remember, so. Okay. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was just saying. Remember, guys. Remember, that my I always bring us back to what? the finances. Yeah. The finances. finances. It's yeah. always the finances. We, 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 yeah. we always overlook, but hypothetical. We're, we're, yeah. We go. It sounds. Right. It's. I mean, talent wise, it yeah. sounds right. But then I'm like, then, yeah. Finances, guys. Bill makes twenty four million. Speaking, of, speaking of which, I do have a pseudo trade. I have not looked into this, but I was thinking of it right now. Um, before I talk about the trade, my opinion on Brandon Ingram, mm-hmm. I've said this before. I don't think Brandon, I didn't think Brandon Ingram's going to work. And it's not like it's not been working. It's just not what you want in terms mm-hmm. of production from that spot. Yeah. The three in the lineup with LeBron being the four. It's, he doesn't have knocked down that outside shot yet well. And he can't just go like super quick off the drive if yeah. LeBron kicks to him. And he doesn't necessarily get to the, free throw line and when he does he's not the best he's not the best free throw shooter i'll be honest if i was to trade brandon ingram today it's for like for a package it'd probably be to the orlando magic Mm -hmm. i get fournier i get ross and i get a pick and then that just goes ingram over and ingram goes over maybe with someone like zoo Mm mm-hmm Honestly, I, I feel like Orlando, you have to think that they, they're they probably going to keep rebuilding. Mm-hmm. And although Vucevic has been having a great season, Honestly, easily all-star in the East. but If I'm the Magic, I'm tra- I'm trading this guy, getting a first and a very good starter out of it because I'll be there's honest, only so much he can do for you as a center. And yeah. I think they can capitalize off his play. But... That's what I was thinking. I was thinking the Orlando Magics w- would be um, pretty interested. Mm-hmm. I heard rumors that they're interested in Frank Nielakina, who's been looking yeah, absolutely like hot garbage. So they're going to be like the, or- <laughs> the Orlando long boys with all their length on the defensive end. <laughs> yeah. But, man, I was going to think, yeah, like Brandon Abram for Fournier, who can shoot. He's streaky, but he can shoot. Mm-hmm. And Terrence Ross, who can definitely shoot off yeah. the bench. He's been having a great season off the bench. I think the Lakers, if they could get Brandon Ingram, or if they could trade Brandon Ingram for that package and a pick, a pick is required. A pick with that with those two players, it'll be good. Yeah. I think it'll be good. Yeah. Does that sell the debate? Yeah. So I yeah. think we're all pretty much saying Brandon Ingram on this LeBron Lakers team is probably not the ideal the scenario. scenario. Yeah. So let's move on to Texas. Yep. Uh, which is also kind of good, a good, a good time to talk a little after we talk as we're talking about Texas. Talk about like just the rookie class. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so let's first talk about uh, once. Let's start. Let's talk about the rookie class first of all. All right, really quick. Um, this rookie of the year is Doncic. Filthy. He is top yeah. five in all like major statistical categories for rookies except for blocks, and he's not. You know, you're not expecting him yeah. to be the leading shot blocker on your team. Especially with, with DJ. Yeah, so. I mean, he's ever been like a block game. But, but like, a uh, quick little side note. Um, Trey Young, on the other hand, I know he's not in the rookie of the year, but in terms of his assist numbers, his assist numbers, he's doubled more than that of Doncic. Yeah, but it's again, it comes in bursts. Because mm-hmm. as someone who's have been having trade talks for Trey Young here and there, I'm like, oh, he's had three straight games of 12-plus assists. Then I check back again in a week, and he's had three, four straight games of... Nine points, four assists, right? And obviously he's a rookie. rookie. Yeah, he's a rookie. rookie. So, and he's got no one to pass to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, he's making it work with a a bad situation. So, if I think, obviously, no, I don't, I wouldn't even consider him in a rookie rookie of the year conversation unless he turns, he really turns it up. But he looks good. He looks like, he, he doesn't look like a huge mistake. For the Hawks, in the sense that they passed up on Doncic to get him. I don't know why they did. Um, but he doesn't look like a major mistake. I think if they continue to build properly, he will be a very good 
uh, player in the future, most likely an all-star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like, I like the as much as yeah, we can talk about what we want. We can open a different can of worms about the whole Trey Young and Luka Doncic trade. But I think for Atlanta, I think you had to start like at the bottom. You mm-hmm. had to get down to the bottom and just start building up. Mm-hmm. And I think Trey Young, Trae Young is good. I feel like Doncic was more is more NBA ready mm-hmm. and is more like all right, let me make an immediate impact. Whereas Trey Young's like all right, he kind of fits the identity of what Atlanta is trying to do right now. Yeah, yeah and, and he'll, he'll be their, he'll be their player. Build for the a team next. around him. Whereas Doncic, you add him and you'll make your like. So far, what he's been doing with Dallas is making he's been the team. Good. He's been really good. Some of the highlight plays he's been making, like those two follow-away threes oh, against Houston, yeah, and, and then the one from, oh, the almost, one from like the logo, basically. Yeah. To end the half. Oh, my God. No, Doncic is, is crazy. This, I mean, it's 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 pretty cool to see him like play, because he, he played in, in Europe, and he's playing against grown men there. MVP. Yeah, youngest EuroLeague MVP. And, and he's killing it. over. Or, like He's doing great over there, playing with grown men, and then he comes over here, and he's, and he's, he's still killing it, and he's doing great. <laughs> yeah. And it just shows, like, how good this kid is. And, I mean, yeah, like, the Mavs right now, currently, are the best team in Texas. Yeah. And yeah, I pretty much. predict they will be at the end of the season as well. I think so, too. And really? Yes. I do, too. The best yeah. team in Texas. Yes. Wait, so you're saying, wait, does that apply to playoff seeding? Are you saying that the yes. Mavs will? Yes. I believe that San Antonio will be the third team out of the Texas teams. Okay, I It'll, can see that. Dallas, do, do they Houston. Miss, do they, does San Antonio yes. miss? Okay. Dallas, Houston, that's a, that's and San Antonio. Sad, that's such a sad, sad idea. Where, does, where would Dallas fish, finish? I'm thinking like fifth, and then Houston gets like that eighth spot, seventh, eighth spot, unless they completely turn it around, which I don't see uh, happening. That, that, I, I buy that. I buy that. They lost by 20 to the Mavs oh, yeah. what, the other night. Yeah, the Mavs. But um, I just think, for well, the Spurs take the most mid-range shots in the league. Yeah. By far. It's I mean, not yeah, even close. Marcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan last year was shooting the most threes of his career. More than doubling his uh, career three-point attempts. This season he's gone back down. And I was watching, like, I was reading about it today. He's been making bad plays for the team because he passes up on open threes. Like, he's looking for that major, mid-range, allowing people to close out on him in time. And then passing it and making other people take bad shots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Mid-range systems just don't work, especially in today's NBA, where even if you're on fire for a mid-range, the other team's just going to hit every other three, and they're gonna eventually going to build a lead over you. Mm-hmm. you know? That's true. That's so true. I just don't think the Spurs can challenge the top of the West at all with their system right now. And I think the Mavs just look really good. Everyone understands their roles. I think they don't have any. They don't. It doesn't seem like they have any sort of chemistry communication issues, mm-hmm. and that's what I think is going to carry them throughout. And I. Th- Carlisle's a great coach. Yeah. I, I think he'll... I feel like they're any, developing into a strong team. Yeah, him and, with, and team with is the biggest yeah, thing. Yeah, big where team. Houston's problem Houston is that they, they're not a team. Yeah. I don't even... I cannot even firmly say that I think Houston is going to make it into playoffs. I'm not predicting that they're not going to. I think they will. I think but James Harden I, will do one I of his just feel like, I don't know. four straight 50-point games, I just three feel triple like, doubles in that span. Oh, they don't look convincing. Capella's, look like, convincing Capella's got the money, but he's not been producing. Like He's been playing more minutes, but he just doesn't look like he has that same defensive impact that he's been having yeah. the past two years that we've known to see him. And Chris Paul can't stay healthy. Yeah, that's and, and that's <laughs> that's the big thing. You're rolling the dice on having another repeat year. Exactly. Carmelo yeah. curse. It's yeah. just a thing now. Yeah. If you, if I mean, you they, have they Carmelo just, Anthony they, on your they, roster, you're losing. They just had Melo, like, he's, is he 
He's still on the roster. He's on the but team, but he, he doesn't, doesn't. But he doesn't play. I don't even know if he practices yeah, with them. But but like that was only recent. So maybe maybe Houston will turn it around. For Carmelo needs to retire. The mellow yeah. or go thing, play in Europe or something. We'll talk about Carmelo in another episode yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's good. we're going to get Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Next topic. Uh, Markel Fultz <laughs> in Philadelphia. Like what? <laughs> Is going on. These are wants to Literally the best soap opera I've seen. <laughs> like, I'm Brazilian, grew up soap operas every day in the house. Uh-huh. This is by far the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, <laughs> every day there's something new, something that contradicts what you heard yesterday. Exactly. That's the it's funny like, part. And so, like, this week, Fultz has been seeing, he's seeing specialists every day for this, like, whole week, and he will continue to do so for the next week. His shoulder, like, He's got medically fine. Yeah, according to the team doctors, it's medically fine. He feels discomfort or like whatever, and then it comes out that he wants to be traded, and then they're like, "Oh, his agent's like, no, that was never a thing." And then it's like, the Sixers are like, "Oh yeah, we believe he'll be part of the team." Next day, Sixers are looking to trade Fultz, and I'm just like, this doesn't make sense. This guy doesn't have. Apparently, he wants a fresh start somewhere now. I don't. This doesn't make this guy has no proven track record in the NBA. He's barely played games. He's not made he doesn't make shots. He doesn't he hasn't done anything to warrant being on an NBA roster aside from his college career. And I don't think that should impact teams that much right now at this point. Yeah. Um it's just how I I don't know how this happened, how he got to this point. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's one of the bad world's point. biggest mysteries right there. Yeah. His shoulder is the world's biggest mystery. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Apparently Phoenix waved Isaiah Cannon, um, leaving the only point guard on the roster being Elliot Dev- But yeah, well he doesn't play. We have Devin Booker as the only guy who plays point guard now. Yeah. So are they making are they gonna try to make a trade for Mark Markel Fultz? I don't know what they have to yeah. offer the Sixers. And I don't know the why. Suns are, they, the Suns already have enough dysfunction already as is. And I know Devin Booker Finally, playing point guards like step yeah. in the right direction. It's a it's a long yeah. overdue step, but they still have dysfunction. I don't know if you like, not to like encapsulate all the Suns' problems into like one thing, but I don't know if you saw the GIF or like the the video or the short clip of the Suns coaches like trying to dap each other, like fist bump each other before game, <laughs> and they just like there's like the bench and then here's the bench behind them, and then they like they were like. They weren't uh, fist bumping each other for whatever. <laughs> like they were missing the fist bumps. So oh, I was like, "What geez. the hell, dude?" Oh, that's like this. That's that's the definition of the Suns right here. Because you got talent, but you just can't get it yeah, to work yeah. together. And I mean, Josh Jackson looks like a massive bust. Yeah, but C- coming back though on, on Marco Fultz, you're also looking at like just like I, I was almost like puzzled as to how he got picked number one overall. Like I understand. I mean, he had a like, huge run for what? Huge run, but on a team that won nine games in his yeah. in, in that yeah. season. That was confusing. A, fresh, me a when freshman, you, a freshman. But no, the thing is, he was a bucket getter. Like that's the that's the biggest in thing. a week pack twelve. That's true. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. was a week pack twelve. Who else came out in front of the pack twelve? Jordan Bell. Yeah, yeah, I don't even. Yeah, like a not a very strong pack twelve. That's true. Yeah. So so you're looking at like I was almost con- I'm actually confused now looking back at it like how how Tatum didn't get or not Tatum was it Tatum was he in that draft no. Tatum was third yeah. in that draft Tatum yeah. was third Tatum, was... Tatum and Lonzo and Lonzo how how neither of them were were taken over Markel Fultz but mm-hmm. it was just I don't know you're right it's it, Markel has done nothing in the NBA to actually deserve to, deserve to say deserve to deserve to actually speak out and say I want to be on a new team Honestly. even if that even if those are true. He has no room to talk. Like there's no like there are so many other players 
like 29 other point guards in the league that I would say probably deserved more so than him to say, I want out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot. I mean, he's just... I'm I'm taking a glance at that draft just now. Just I think DJ Augustine has more has more of a more of a say. I of, I want to leave Orlando. And he's playing with us here. Exactly. Yeah. I, will, I think he has more of a say than I Markel will defend does. DJ Augustine with my life. He was a bull for like a year, <laughs> and he was great for us. And I will defend him with my life. That what, guy what is year? a baller. What year? It was a while ago. Oh, okay. Oh, it was okay. during the Derrick Rose injuries. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. But okay. looking at the, I'm looking at the draft class right now just to, you know, see all besides Lonzo and Tatum, Josh Jackson also looking like a bust. De'Aaron Fox picked five in that draft. Looking we gotta talk like, about the Kings. We gotta talk about the Kings. Looking like he should have gone first. Markkanen hasn't played yet this season. Should be coming back at the end of next week or the beginning of the following. He looked really good last year. You have Dennis Smith Jr. who's good. Donovan Mitchell picked 13th. And, like, if you wanted a bucket getter, you could have gotten Donovan Mitchell. Look where look what Donovan Mitchell has been doing in Utah compared to Markel Fultz in buckets. Philadelphia. If mm-hmm. you want a bucket getter, you got one that's been – one that was prob- was my rookie of the year last year Yeah, over Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a rookie last yeah. year. That's another debate. <laughs> another debate. <laughs> that's a debate. Another debate. Another debate. Um, another debate. But – like it, it looking, it's just a horrible pick. And I know they've been loving their draft and stash injured players. You know, they drafted it. The, the first year, the first year Simmons. Dude, uh, did you hear about the the rookie this year, Zaire Smith? Apparently, he had some allergic reaction to something, and it's so bad that he's out for the season. And like, apparently, within a week of the the uh, the uh, the allergic reaction, he apparently he lost like ten pounds or something. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's like they, dude, know, there's yeah. something about that organization. Didn't they, didn't, they trade, didn't they trade for him? Zaire Smith? Yeah, they traded um the Villanova wing. What was his name? Michael Bridges. Yes. Michael Bridges? Yeah, oh. Michael Bridges for him. Oh, that's a tough pick. Yeah, he had to go with Michael Bridges is looking pretty good. Yeah, he's not yeah. bad. He's not bad. Smith had fractured his foot God. and then he had to have surgery to reco- to recover from his uh allergy, his allergic reaction. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, let's see. Before we head into the uh, NFL, we got to talk about the MVPs. Uh, obviously, we know Giannis is going to be up there. Um, Why? A lot of people Why? who like I don't say for a casual fan, if you haven't been paying attention, Embiid's been having a monster season. Yeah. Joel Embiid on the Sixers, big year. LeBron always LeBron is up there. Always up there. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just so I think LeBron. You're upset with it. I'm upset. Not even not the fact that he's doing well, but I know he's not probably not going to win an MVP. Yeah, for the rest of his career. Yeah, I know. LeBron's expectation. We expect an A plus from LeBron. And so we, even though we're getting an A plus, we don't. It's not above and beyond. The man's averaging yeah. like 27, 27 points, eight rebounds. He dropped thirty six last seven, night. Seven assists, yeah. and the guy's not gonna even be. He might finish third. Mm-hmm. He might finish third. Mm-hmm. That's generous. <clears throat> KD. KD. Depending on numbers. Depending on depending how on how low. it transitions when. Curry comes, comes back. back. Curry's Curry put Curry, up Curry pre-injury was MVP, MVP easily. Sure. Easily. easily. Giannis has stepped it up. Um, I mean, you got Kemba on a Hornets team that's not going to make it. Kemba on a crap it. team. He is putting up numbers. He needs to get force his way out of there as fast as he can. His trade value is I think is Michael Trent's going to try to hang on to Kemba, though. I'll be honest. Yeah. Hey, I but mean, I know his trade value is absurdly high. Yeah. You could get so much for Kemba. And there will be, mm-hmm. yeah, like, worse, like... A team maybe like the Suns, who has been, you know, they have they're playing Devin Booker at point guard. Walker's not a you know 
passing guard. Like he can oh, play. Turning, he can play you, an off Then all ball. of a sudden you're turning into the you're turning into the Portland Trailblazers. That's and then, true. And then and then Nick already knows. Everyone here knows how I feel about the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Where would you say Kemba would be going though? Well, to actually, Phoenix. any any. No, wait, wait, you're no. saying that Devin Booker can't guard. I'm not. No. I'm saying you can't win with you can't win, can't two win with small, two small guards. Devin guard Devin Booker's not small. He's not. He's not a he's big not. guy. He's not. If he if he goes if he gets switched on LeBron, you're not. You don't feel comfortable. Oh yeah. yeah of you know course. that's what I'm talking about. But like, the, I feel more comfortable having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garbage. The, we know the both Portland Trailblazers effect. The elite. The elite teams in the NBA have their two guard that can switch onto a three. A one or a two guard. Yeah, they're well, they're two guard for can certainly guard a three, mm-hmm. lock down a two, and probably lock down a one as well. I don't feel comfortable putting Devin Booker on a three mm-hmm. for for. Oh yeah, for I don't lot, think so for, either. For a game where 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 say he gets, quote unquote, bullied and just switches onto the three constantly. Yeah. Now, if you put a team like uh, I'm gonna go go back to the Warriors, but if you put a team put someone like Clay Thompson, you put him on a three, not nearly as like. I'm not comfortable, but I'm like because Clay, Clay was guarding Kawhi most of the time. Yeah, right? exactly. That's what I mean. And then so, KD as well. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like you, you want that elite wing defender at the two spot, and I don't think Devin Booker, just pure height and sh- and like size wise, doesn't size up yeah. compared to the mm-hmm. current threes that are in the NBA. And you look at offensive, the guys who are the main <laughs> offensive focus of teams, they always have a regression in defensive impact because of the effort they have to expend on the offensive end. Right. I want to, I mean, you can look at Jimmy Butler's career when he wasn't a scorer, didn't, you know, didn't contribute to the offense. Probably I'd say top three defensive player in the league. And he's still up there, but the offense, he gives so much energy on offense now that he can't be, you know, stu- like suffocating you every play. Mm-hmm. He has to take some time where he can like, you know, take some breaths and relax on defense. Yeah, and so I think Devin Booker has a problem where he is that number one option on offense. He can't put in as much energy on defense. So I think a trade for Walker would be good because of Aiden. Although they do lack defense all across that team, and that is a problem for them. Anyway, what's our next topic, Nick? Uh, NFL. Uh, let's jump right in. I know Chris definitely want to talk about the wild card, but before that, Cowboys win thirteen ten against the now it was ten and a two nice Saints. Game. It was he. Vitor was mad. He has Drew Brees. I also uh, like the Saints. I want him to win I that like the Saints, this but year. I'm I'm happy that the Dallas that Dallas won. I'm, I'm not. not a I'm not particularly a Dallas fan at all whatsoever, but I'm happy that they won because, uh, like you said, I want to go to the wild card. But but Dallas like, kind of becomes a clear cut winner of the NFC East, because they are one of the best teams. And I hate when like bad teams go into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Dallas looks like a, actually like a really good team as shown by yesterday's game. Like. Their defense played phenomenal against one against of the best, one the of the best, the offense, best offense in the league. Um, every pass that was that was thrown by Drew Brees was like it was just covered. Like people were there, yeah. they were they were swatting the ball down, and people, they couldn't make the catch. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was Drew Brees. One of, it was actually one of Drew Brees' worst games of all yeah. time. Worst first half yardage ever oh, in a yeah. game. He had one of his lowest like, yards per attempt in a game. It he was, had like seven or something amount of completions, like incompletions. Yeah. And that was the most he's ever had in his career. Wow. The, it was, like, it was in a, a rough row. game. Just shows you how bad that game was for him. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, one game doesn't just anything. I think, I still think the Saints are the team to beat. Absolutely. Right now. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't and I mean, that. Dallas beat them, but again, in a game that's slowed down, when, you know. How they're a grind out team, you know, like I'd say compare them kind of like the Grizzlies to an extent in basketball, but they're I don't know if their offense 
can necessarily compete in the playoffs with that slow down game? Can Dak make the throws? Because Amari Cooper's been getting open. Amari Cooper's been great for them. I just Ezekiel don't know. Elliott I don't. I don't trust Dak Prescott, and that's what makes me not makes me not fear them as a team in the playoffs. Well, that's the thing. Defense. Defense can get you long ways. Look, look at that. Like they only had to score thirteen points. Yeah. To beat the Saints, mm-hmm. they they scored thirteen. It was thirteen um, zero in the first half. They shut out the Saints, and in the second half, they got shut out themselves. Mm-hmm. But all they needed was that thirteen to win. Mm-hmm. So the question is, really, can their defense continually? Make up, make for, up for their lack of offense. And their I think that's a no. Their offense isn't that's like a definite no. Yeah. yeah, their offense isn't bad because no. they have Zeke and they have Amari Cooper now, and Dak isn't like he's an average quarterback. Yeah, on a good day. Yeah, yeah. On, a good day. <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> and so, like, I feel like the the offense could do well, but yeah, it's just it's up to their defense. Can their defense stop? Big offenses because they are going to be running into big offenses. They're, going to run into they're most likely offenses. going to have to if they you know they're going to most likely be a play a wild card team. Mm-hmm. You know, probably going to beat them. I think there's I don't think the wild card is very strong. But then you got to play the Saints or the Rams probably, and then the and that's not ne- and it, too. Yeah, and if you beat them, win. you have to play the other or the Bears who are not who's even. You know, it's the same stingier synergy. Defense. It's the yeah. stingier defense, a bit more big plays, and a better offense. Yeah, and a better offense. It's still inconsistent, but I'd say they can hold the ball longer. I think it's less predictable from mm-hmm. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, so I think they have. A, they're gonna have a very tough task in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. but they'll make it though. I they'll, think make they'll make it. it. No, they. No. I think they won the NFC. Speaking East. of playoffs, I know you wanted to talk about wild card. Uh, let's start with AFC. Because uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about my Chargers, but so I mean, yeah, the cl- clear cut number five, n- number five. Unless unless something happens to, uh, unless the Chiefs lose one and then we beat the Chiefs, which is at which Arrowhead, which could happen, could like, happen, not likely, but likely the Chargers are the top wild card mm-hmm. team um, in the AFC. They they play Pittsburgh this week. Yes, Sunday um, night. Yeah, no Melvin Gordon. They have Eckler, which probably will be a good re- replacement. Yeah, rookies. Um, the rookies on our team look pretty good. Yeah, uh, they're, they're playing well. So I feel like I mean that that's a good game to watch, by the way. And then, that's my game of the week. Yeah, and so that that actually is pretty. It's a pretty good look for the playoffs, mm-hmm. and and that'll kind of define: Are the Chargers a playoff team, or are they just gonna bust out? You know, like, are they gonna make the playoffs and not really do anything? Yeah, um, in the NFC or in the AFC though. So then you have afterwards you have the Ravens at six and five, the Colts at six and five, Dolphins at five and six, Bengals at five and six, Broncos at five and six, t- t- uh, Titans at five and six, and then Browns at four, six and one. And those everybody right there, those are all like they're all in contention. Yeah. They all can win. Um, the Ravens are a pretty solid team. Joe mm-hmm. Flacco's injured, but Lamar Jackson's been doing pretty well in, mm-hmm. in replacement. The Colts are on a streak. Colts. Andrew, Andrew Luck, Luck is playing, playing out of his mind. mind. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins. They're the Dolphins. I don't think they're going to make it in. I don't think they have. Uh, the Bengals. No, I don't think the Bengals are going to make Bengals it. Bengals and Dolphins. Especially, oh, especially oh, with Andy, Andy Dalton now. injured. Yeah. Bengals aren't going to make it. Driscoll's probably uh, been better. Broncos <laughs> aren't consistent enough. They have a good defense, but they, they will not. They're not consistent. They're not they, have a, they have a... I don't even think they have that they, good they have defense anymore. I mean, they, they, have a, they, have, they have a weird defense. They have yeah, a better, than, better than average offense, better than average defense, yeah, and but, they not make, but not the enough. The defense seems to like make plays, but also disallow big plays at the same time. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. They have two of the league leaders in sacks, in Chubb and uh, Von Miller. Yeah. 
But where's the rest of the team? Chris Harris doesn't look like that the best corner in the league like no. he has been for the last three, four years mm-hmm. or whatever it's been since he was picked up. Yeah. Just they're, they're they're just a weird defense. They they turn it on for some games like the Pittsburgh they, game that they played last week, and sometimes they're just not not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, you got the Titans. The Titans are playing. No, I don't like them. You don't like? Uh, yeah, I don't like them either. Um, and then the Browns. Browns I'm, are, I'm, I'm all story. for I'm all for the Browns. I'm all for I'm the Browns. Like, Browns like, I'm all for it. I'm all for the Browns. I would be so happy if they made the playoffs, but realistically, I don't think they will. Yeah. Um. So for me, I think the clear cut for, well, it's it's really between the Colts and the Ravens, yeah. and then you got like, I like at the Colts that at that point, I think I like the Colts too, but then you got to look at the you look the schedule. At games, look at the schedule. Who? The Colts, their next their next games are the Jags, Texans, Cowboys, Giants, and Titans. That's, those those next those next three games three games are big. Mm-hmm. Jags they're at the Jaguars too, the Texans which are on an eight game winning streak, playing wonderful and the Cowboys Cowboys like we just talked about it those three games those those matter, um, if they can put up points and then and then you have let's see the Ravens the Ravens you've Falcons. got the Falcons Chiefs Bucks Chargers and Browns, all I think, relatively tough games I think everybody but the Bucks. Can beat the the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the Bucks can beat the Ravens because the Ravens have been shown have shown to not they're not their defense it depends, is good. depends on if Lamar Jackson is there because See, Lamar Jackson's been turnover he's, prone. He's been playing good. Yeah, he's been playing he's been good, but quarterback prone. wise, like throwing the ball, he hasn't been the best. Mm-hmm. I just think their their biggest problem is this defense doesn't make big enough plays mm-hmm. in a lot of times, like in a lot of games. Like I was looking, I have them in fantasy. Mm-hmm. So I've been, you know, reaping the rewards of the good games and the bad games. suffering through the bad ones. Yeah. Um, they don't get as many turnovers as you'd expect from mm-hmm. a team like that. They allow, I think, the second lowest pass yardage per game mm-hmm. uh, behind the Bills. They allow, like, they're good run defense. They're just a good... They're a bend but don't break defense, but they don't make the big plays that win yeah. you games. They don't make that one turnover that yeah. you need. Mm-hmm. So something that like the the Bears are doing right now. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Jackson's been oh, yeah. unreal. Tear. But I think it's just I think any team can beat the Ravens at this point just because their defense is liable to just have a bad game, mm-hmm. and the offense just isn't good enough if the defense isn't you know stifling teams. So AFC wild card, who are your guys? AFC wild card. I have I. Have, Chargers. The Chargers and the Colts, but I just looked at I just looked scrolled up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are seven three and one, and the Ravens are six and five. Yeah. If and the, Browns, if the Chargers win, and the Browns are still there, relatively there. Mm-hmm. If the Browns went up and or just is some anything can happen. You yeah. Know? Like anything can happen in that I think in that division where the Steelers maybe become the wild card team. Whoa. Wow. I think maybe. I think the Browns are more likely to make the playoffs than the Ravens at this point. I think I'm maybe, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that, that's my prediction. Okay, yeah. let's look at it. Let's look at the the schedule that Four, they have. One, right? take, got, take out a few like close losses early in the season. Take out that Raiders game where the refs handed the Raiders a yeah. victory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Take out the take out the uh, Saints game and take out the early Pittsburgh tie. That's what three more wins. That team could be 7 and 3. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is almost as good as yeah as the Steelers or seven and four seven and four something or, like yeah. that okay yeah. so the Browns next games are the Texans probably will lose probably lose then they got the Panthers Panthers is probably you can, ne- you can never tell you never know and then they got the Broncos Bengals and Ravens those last three games I think, I think they're, they're winnable they're games. very winnable, winnable games and the Carolina winnable. games but you, need, but you need win you need to win at least four to get make it yeah, yeah. at least four which they're but, like 
I think yeah, it's so possible. It all, it, all, it, all, it all depends on how, how each of these games. But for me, I think if we're sticking with this, the same leaders as the Chiefs, Patriots, Texans, and Steelers mm-hmm. in those divisions, I think the Chargers and the Colts are, yeah, are your wild card picks. I agree with that statement. Yeah, um, I gotta, I gotta agree on that one. But uh, next topic: college football playoff. Wait, hold on, can we do NFC? Oh, you see, NFC. That's right. Sorry, my bad, my bad. I jumped the gun. Jumped the gun, man. I jumped the gun. NFC. This is this one's a little bit more interesting. It is. That's the thing. Whole different beast. So you got your leaders are the Rams, the Saints, the Bears, and now the Cowboys after last night's win. And then you've got the Vikings, six four and one. You've got the Redskins, six and five. Seahawks six and five, Panthers six and five, and then you've got the Eagles at five and six, and the Packers at six or four six and one. Um, my opinion, I will start with the Packers. Packers, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Nope. Nope. Eagles, I don't think are going to nope. make the playoffs. And so let's just look at the six and five teams. So you got the Redskins, Seahawks, Panthers, and then you've got the Vikings at six four and one. Mm-hmm. Redskins are without Alex Smith. We all know that. Yeah. So I think the Redskins are out mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's then it becomes. Vikings, Seahawks, Panthers. The Seahawks have that win over the Panthers. Mm-hmm. And the Seahawks still have two games re- remaining against the Niners. So, so oh, wow. There's two games that they're so, winning right there. Right there. And then the Vikings. The Vikings, their schedule, what does their schedule look like? And, the, got, and the game against the Cardinals. I think the Seahawks. Okay, are. actually, this is interesting. So the Vikings play the Patriots this week. Mm-hmm. That's and right. And they play the Seahawks, yep. which is huge for wild card implications. Then they've got... The Dolphins and the Lions, two winnable, very winnable games, mm-hmm. and then they've got the Bears. Oof. That's gonna be so, tough. The, the main, so right they, there, the Vikings need a win. The Vikings weekend. can lose. They, they right there out of that schedule, it's easily they can they can lose three of those games. Yeah. With the Patriots, Seahawks, and the Bears, and that'll bring their their standings to. Um, nine and if six. They get, um, nine eight, seven and one. Eight seven and one. Eight seven and one. Eight seven and one, and then the Seahawks. Seahawks are very probable to go nine and seven. Mm-hmm. They got um, the fi- Niners, Vikings, Niners, Chiefs, and Cardinals. Yeah, so, so they can they can beat out their NFC West. If if they beat the three NFC West teams that they're playing, they they're making the wild card at mm-hmm. nine and seven, mm-hmm. unless another team just goes on a tear. And then the Panthers, Bucks, Browns, Saints, Falcons, Saints. Those That's two games against, against the Saints, two Saints are games. probably pro- very probable losses. Maybe a split. I mean, and then take the home game. Yeah, the games are weird. Um, Panthers, yeah, so, you never know what Panthers yeah, show up. Never know. And McCaffrey's been balling. Oh yeah, last yeah, week was uh, to over two hundred and fifty scrimmage yards. I think. Yep. Yeah. A lot of fantasy points. Yeah, I, <laughs> speaking of which, I eked out a win over Peyton because he had a Juju and um, McCaffrey. I um, won by point four. I think. Oh wow. I, I beat this guy by like. Oh yeah, he killed me. By like he killed me. I dropped like two hundred. It's okay. I traded for Zeke and all was yeah. good. Um, no, but for this NFC, NFC match or this NFC wild card, I'm I'm honestly torn. I think it's gonna come down to tiebreakers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Seattle makes it. I think I, Seattle for sure makes it, and then it just becomes between yeah, the Panthers and Vikings, yeah. and I really don't know. Like, it depends on their scale, like who who slips up. I mean, yeah, up. I called the Vikings the team to beat in the like in the early season. Yeah, and, and I mean they should have been. They made you know they were once they were close to making the uh, Super Bowl, and they only added players. They didn't lose anyone important, mm-hmm. and yet here they are at six four and one average defense at this. But point. then again, good we, we couldn't defense. we couldn't have expected the Bears to be this good. Yeah, but that's not even like yeah. 
that the Bears they you know they've played the Bears once. Yeah. That's not the pro- the problem. Like obviously the Bears are. I would expect, even if we were to know the Bears were this good, that the Vikings would lock up a wild card spot, yeah. much like the Chargers are doing. Mm-hmm. Just chill right behind, but they're not performing where they sh- but were predicted to be. I'm actually going to, I think I'm going to pick the Vikings over the Panthers mm-hmm. because two things. Dalvin Cook is healthy. That's first time this season. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to stay healthy, but he's healthy right now, and he looks he's an impact player. Mm-hmm. Of course. Obviously. And, and the second thing. Is they have that tie? Yeah, I they guess. have that tie. Where they're going to be nine six and one they, instead of a nine, nine seven. Yeah, yeah. A team that's nine seven. That tie brings them Gets five through. games ahead, and that's so true. that'll that I think that'll come into play. That's yeah. that's a big point. So we're going. So I'm I'm going to go with the Seahawks and the Vikings. Yeah. In that wild card game. Yeah, I got to agree. I I think that the Panthers. Although I, I do think the Panthers are close. Although good. although the Panthers are legit. They deserve and close. It. They, they do deserve. They deserve it. I just you don't know what Panthers team's gonna show up one yeah. day. Is mm-hmm. Cam gonna look amazing like MVP Cam, or mm-hmm. is he just gonna like? Is McCaffrey not gonna find his way into the? Really, offense? that loss to Seattle was huge. That was yeah. huge. It was huge. Yeah, but um, are we? I think we're good with the NFL. Yeah, NFL. NFL. <laughs> All right, jumping over to college college football. This is definitely um, the college football playoff. For those of you who don't know, um, four teams. The next top, weekend. Next weekend. Or well, no, I mean like the, the it's decided that it'll be decided basically by this week. by this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fall, college football playoff, you know, four teams in, um, and they'll play. They'll compete two semifinals. In, in the two semifinal games, and then the winner of those will play in the national championship. Currently, as it stands, from week what were we in week fourteen or week week fourteen week fourteen week fourteen, week 14. Um, Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Georgia are your top four teams, with Oklahoma and Ohio State. At five and six as the first two out, but big implications. So if you are listening, definitely um, pay close attention because this does get complicated. But currently, what one, two, three, four? Uh, well, five out of the six. Five out of the six teams in the top six are playing in their in their respective conference finals, um, conference championships. Um, Georgia and Alabama being one of them in the Southeastern Conference, mm-hmm. Alabama being the best team at number one in the country, and Georgia being the fourth best team. This is a big game for Georgia. Yeah. If Georgia Please. somehow wins this game, they lock up their they lock up their spot in the college football mm-hmm. playoff, and we run into the idea of having two teams from, from the, the SEC. SEC. Or maybe not having Alabama? No. No, I don't, I don't think. You I don't, can't. You I don't can't, even can't, think. Depending on how bad it is, yeah. but you can't do that to a team that's looked like, Twelve and zero. They don't play gr- amazing teams throughout the season, though. Like they, they have play one, in the Southeastern Conference, though they but, play in the SEC. But does it, they just they don't have they have easy. This will be a, this will be a big test. This will be a big It'll test. Be a big test. I I mean I don't even think that the George is going to pull it off. So I don't. Know, oh, I don't, I don't, think I don't so think it's conversation. But I, but it is, an, it is it is an interesting conversation to entertain. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Of course. But I yeah I still th- I don't. The, the, the playoff committee loves Alabama. Yeah. Loves Alabama. There's no way they're not going to have it in, or else they will, there will be outrage oh, yeah. if they're not in. So I think, I mean, if Alabama loses that game, they'll still be in. They'll probably be out of three, yeah, three or, four or four position. They beat, they shut out LSU. The third best team in the country at mm-hmm. that point, LSU. They, they shut out the 16th best team in the country, Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. They, like, pounded on Texas A&M when they were the 22nd best country. The yeah. 20 back, 22nd best team. So they're, they're, their record against ranked teams, especially the way they play them, is just like 
unprecedented, mm-hmm. um, except for former Alabama teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So you have to add that, the, South, the Southeastern Conference Championship. That's going to be a big game to watch because if Georgia somehow pulls it off, if it gets a little bit interesting, it is a little, a little interesting, it's but it's going to lock up. It's going to lock up the four. The four. But if Georgia if, loses, if Georgia loses, which is the more likely, which is the more likely results, you have two conferences that are big. You have the Big Ten Championship, which is between Ohio State and, and Northwestern. Northwestern. If Ohio State wins that convincingly, they have a chance to slip in. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Texas Oklahoma in the Big Twelve Championship. Where is that game? I'm not uh, exactly not at sure, but versus Oklahoma, so it's in Texas. Yeah, so oh, um, back in Texas again, or no? Is it in Oklahoma? I think it's in Oklahoma. Is it? Because Oklahoma's on the right side. It's yeah, no, it's in Texas. No, it's a, it's in Arlington, Texas. What? It's a, no these, way. These these conference championships are neutral stadiums. Yeah, it's in AT and T. Oh, it's always oh, in the the it's Dallas. In Dallas. Oh, Dallas. no way! Wow, that's gonna be a great game. To so watch. so. Now you have two other scenarios where, say, for example, Ohio State gets upsetted, then which that what? leaves that leaves a clear road for Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. If Oklahoma and Ohio State both get upsetted, out, Al- I mean, sorry, Georgia could technically potentially lose that game and against, still, make, and it. still yeah. make it. But then we also can entertain the chance of number eight ranked UCF. Possibly squeaking in. Hey, shout to UCF. All three teams. If we got, if all the teams competing for that fourth spot, lose. UCF has been discounted the past two years, especially yeah. when they went undefeated the Last season year. before. And now they're undefeated right now, playing Memphis. Yep. This in their championship. So game. it's the college football playoff is a mess right now. It's a potential yeah. mess going into the final weekend mm-hmm. of play, especially for the teams. And it's really it sucks for like teams like, um, like Michigan who. Literally is they're not going to make the college. They're not. They got yeah. smacked by. It's, and also because like they're they not playing. Losses. You're not playing in the conference in your conference yeah. championship. Yeah. Playing in your conference championship is a bigger deal than than mm-hmm. not than, than not because you it gives you a shot to solidify your name as the best the best in the conference. Yeah. Which traditionally, college football playoff really favors. The Power Five conferences, yeah, of course. Oh, he's... But Notre Dame is smashing that stigma this year mm-hmm. as the third best team in the country. Oh yeah, they've been playing great. They've been playing great. I honestly don't know who's gonna win this college football playoff. I think it's gonna be very tough. Um, I think Notre Dame will play a very that Notre Dame and Clemson game will be a game to watch if that ends up being the mm-hmm. two three matchup. Yeah, that'll be a great game to watch. Who are your guys' picks for the fourth seed? I honestly think that. I honestly think that Oklahoma will slip in at four. Uh, same here. I, I think Oklahoma. I agree there. Yeah. I think Ohio, I think Northwestern is gonna bring it to Ohio. State. They will bring it. They want. If they want to spoil. They, they, they want. want they want to spoil that 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 college football playoff. Yeah, yeah. But I think Oklahoma has Oklahoma that. Oklahoma can beat Texas. If they both win, I still think Oklahoma has has. The and better, I think you have. Shot. When you have a big name on your team, it always helps when it comes down to these. Yeah. When it's not a record-based, performance-based, elimination-based type, elimination game type deal. To have a guy who's gonna whose name is so big that they, people want him in the playoffs. Yeah. So you want to see Kyle, Kyler Murray in the playoffs. Oh yeah, he's yeah. fun to watch. To so, go up against the big bad Crimson Tide. Ooh. Yeah, that's a great. Tua, Tua, Tua versus, versus Tua Kyler Murray. Murray. Oh my god, that would be a great game to watch. Okay, I know mind. Oklahoma's making yeah. it, even if they lose, bro. <laughs> Yeah, Oklahoma like, will be the only team to lose, and they'll still make it for the headlines. Yeah, yeah. yeah honestly, it's but the college football playoff does like I I think 
most years there's like a good amount of like, all right, well, we already know the top four or whatever. But this year I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. This year we got a top spot, seven, really. Yeah, that, that we're fourth spot at. is completely up for grabs yeah. at this point. I and think. sometimes these championship games have had, might move teams forward, kicking at maybe. You know, you'll see if Georgia gets a win, and then you look at, like, you know, five team gets a win. You're starting to think, can Notre Dame be bumped out because of other because teams they don't, playing? Because they don't play in a major conference, and they don't have a conference championship. Yeah, like, could they get bumped out because other teams are, quote-unquote, more deserving? That That's another, another possibility. Question. What if all three lose? Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State. That's what Do I was, you think UCF will make it? That's what I was thinking. I would, I would it depends agree. on the score of the Alabama-Georgia game, I think. If, I think so too. If if Al if Georgia gets stomped, like if they get stomped by like anything more than like thirty, no, about twenty, the twenty five, anything more than twenty five, like three scores, mm-hmm. I think you can make an argument for UCF. Yeah, I think okay. UCF winning their game convincingly against Memphis can sneak into that fourth spot yeah. and you know hope not. I mean, I hope for the best and hopefully make some noise in the playoffs, but, you know. Honestly, <laughs> in a way, I kind of hope that happens. I hope all, all three four, major all major, three major favorites lose. Just to see, Just to see UCF, UCF yeah. undefeated, all undefeated teams. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be kind of cool. Then you're literally like, I think it would be such a demoralizing. And then, and then UCF position. finally gets their matchup with Alabama. Yeah. yeah. If and they could win it, oh Alabama, my God. Uh, if you see how, oh man, imagine oh. the scenes. Actually, Yeah, I really want that now. <laughs> yeah, honestly, there, there's a lot of that. interesting storylines because you get if if OSU makes it into the four seed, then that means uh, that means uh, their win against Michigan wasn't a fluke. If OU makes it, we're gonna see Kyler Murray versus probably uh, Tua mm-hmm. uh, Heisman mm-hmm. uh, watch with that. Uh, if UCF makes it, that means that would be a great story to see them up yeah. against Alabama. But then if Georgia wins. That means uh, you're locking those four in. Yeah, you locked those four, those four are in. Locked in. That means Alabama gets upset. Or just Notre Dame again. Can Notre Dame just get bumped? I don't think. They I don't think. They I think win. they're too good to the point where they've they've yeah. had so many convincing have, wins. Yeah. Where I think that they're too good to get knocked out at this point. Yeah. But it does like. But I will say though, the rest of the teams that are ranked this year, it's going to be a very fun bowl season. Yeah, absolutely. The bowl season will be very. Yeah. I want to watch. I feel whichever, like whichever, one of, one whatever of the bowl games. Whatever bowl game that Washington State is in, I want to watch that. Honestly, Michigan, I'll be honest. Michigan's going to have a really good bowl game this year. I think that the New Year's Six is going to be absurd. Oh, yeah. So Mm -hmm. um, just get ready for that as we uh, close out the year 2018. Um, Nick, what's our last topic? SDSU Sports, uh, for those who didn't know, but our men's basketball team just wrapped up their trip, I think, about a week ago, a week week and a half ago in Maui. Thanksgiving, they were in Maui. Yeah. And they played against number one Duke. Well, not not anymore. Yeah, number one, number Duke, one at the time. Number Duke. three Duke or whatever. I watched number, that game. Yeah, three. And it was a little bit impressive. It was impressive. It, it was impressive to a point. For to a point, the Aztecs. For, for the Aztecs. They yeah. did good. They did good. They just, in like the first, let's say, first like 10 minutes of the game, they held their own. Yeah. They just couldn't put down their sh- They couldn't make yeah. their shots. Yeah, commentator said it himself. San Diego State did not have the they did not have the players or the offense to compete. No matter how difficult they made it for Duke to no, score. See, see, that's the thing. Look at look back at a previous championship or um, uh, NCAA tournament teams for the Aztecs. We had Xavier Thames that one year where they, he was just making buckets when we were like I think eighth in the country when we went into Kansas and beat them. 
Um, we also had Kawhi Leonard at a time, for those yeah. who remember. Um, and like other names like Jamal Franklin, Winston Shepard, who like used to carry the load on offense. But now we don't have that. And until we find that guy... We have Jalen McDaniels. And as, and as good as Jalen McDaniels is, he's not that... He's not that do guy. It, do it all contributor. Yeah, you yeah. can't take over a game yeah. too, as well as you know, mm-hmm. position limits and certain things come into play in that sense. You just you don't we don't have anyone who can just say, all right, we need a bucket now. I got I'm taking this ball and I'm scoring. We don't yeah. have that. But looking at the team now, I think the game against Duke it didn't tell me anything that I didn't know. It just showed yeah. us like that we can hang with the best. Yeah, I think that's the bit. biggest thing. Just for a little for bit. A little bit. Is that for a little bit and until we. Get we really office. get like I mean no no like we can only compete until a little bit until we like kind of get tired mm-hmm. and they just start to yeah, yeah. and that's the right difference between between teams like the like San Diego State and teams like Duke or even the top ten teams in the country mm-hmm. they all have multiple they are just guys so yeah. they're those athletes and no disrespect to our to our boys to our boys who can, mm-hmm. our men who compete. It's just the uh, the way they condition, the way yeah. that they run their teams is so different. Just, yeah, I mean, you got a Duke team whose worst player is probably a three star, maybe probably a four star recruit. Yeah. Whereas our best players are three star recruits, maybe four star. Yeah. Like, good day. Yeah. Hey, yeah, speaking of which, Jalen McDaniel's brother, Jaden McDaniel's, yeah. is like the number fifth player in the country, mm-hmm. and we're like in contention with one other team. It's like it's it, it's either fifty fifty or it's leaning towards San Diego State. We yeah. may get his brother. Which so. would be a big play for us. That would be nice. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that's a that's a big thing. We want to make sure we cover yeah. San Diego State sports. And, and then too. we, but we also we also beat Xavier. Yeah. Which perennial, perennial tournament team. team. Perennial that, tournament that was great. Team. Yeah. To that see. was nice to see. But then, but then we we got, <laughs> we got smacked on. by by <laughs> Iowa State, which is not nice to see. It was it was right. very nice to see that we we showed something against Duke. Yeah. But it was some fight. Was fine. Came. We're able to Xavier overcome the against. loss and then beat Xavier. I always say we got smacked. So I think it was tired legs. Yeah, probably. Yeah. A little probably early, early, early season tiredness. Yeah, it's, weekend it's tournament. Because especially like when you're playing that many games. Three games in three days. days. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Against really good teams, too. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Not, not like these are all, all, over all three of these teams that we played easily in the NCAA tournament. I mean, we're not yeah. playing more. We're not, it's not a warm-up game against UC San Diego. We're playing like real teams. Yeah. Now, yeah. So. But I think that puts these games, Jeez. put us in a good position, especially against Nevada. Mm. Number five team in the nation, and it 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 prepares us a little bit a little for bit. them. Nevada is going to be very good. It's going to be they're mm-hmm. going to be they were very very good last year. They're going to be very good this year because they got both the brothers back because they yep. were both projected to go into the draft, but they actually didn't declare. So now they're both back, and they apparently have some stud freshmen who they I've heard look about. good. They look yeah. very good, and just look to see as the Aztecs continue their season where they're going to end up, especially when they go into yep. Nevada. To play, if we can split um, the series with them, then yeah, we, we just can't we be can losing. Win. If we can games. split the series, I think we could get a bid in. Yeah, we just can't lose games we shouldn't be losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we win out and then lose to only to Nevada, I'm, I think we could honestly I think we make, it make it in. We I finished we what with a win over. What did we finish last year? Twenty four and something. We, I think we won the championship last year. We won the championship last yeah, year. Yeah, but coming That's in, in of tournament, like, we weren't very the, the strongest team. Yeah, we had a really good tournament, but. We fin- I think we finished like 24 and 10 or something along those lines last what year. What were they? They were uh... I don't know. I think we were just, like a 4 seed. Yeah. But we need to build. That's one thing. You know, we definitely need to build on last year's record. Mm-hmm. Need to improve and show people that because when you know, especially when your best player does come back, he mm-hmm. tests the waters and comes back, mm-hmm. you're expecting improvement. Mm-hmm. 
So and he showed it. Yeah, but if we don't have as a team, if we don't have a better record than last year, I don't unless we can win the tournament again. I don't see how. I I, mean, I find it difficult, but mm-hmm. again, pushing Nevada to its limits is always a good mm-hmm. boost. Yeah. Um, I think with that, we're going to wrap up another edition of the State of Sports podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nick Ricario. I'm Matt Leong. I'm Vitor Boa. And I'm Chris Corey. We'll see you in the next one. Later, guys.